Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Smile, Jesus loves you. We're going to be a joyful church. How many say yes and amen? In the midst of all this ah, tribulation. How many had a rough 2021? Raise your hand. Confess. Okay. Ah, about 70% of us. The rest of you can go home. You don't need this message. No, no, no. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm happy to be here. You are a blessing. And uh, yes, I have met uh, the Hansens years ago. He found out that I was in the States and not in Argentina. He said, why don't you come and preach? And I preached at his church. And since then, it has been an ongoing friendship and relationship in the Lord upbuilding. So thank you, friends. Thank you for being a blessing more than you know. And I don't know if you're all aware that dozens of my leaders have been credentialed through you, through your fivefold credentialing ministry. And I will tell you, let me give you a little flavor on that, and then I'm going straight to the work, because I know time is limited here. But I tell you, they, for some of them, in Peru, in Argentina, in uh, Colombia, in Mexico, the moment they receive those credentials, it, was a, it made a mark in their lives. For some of them, I know because I hear them, one of them says, I never had any kind of recognition from anybody. And they have been working even with us, okay, with our own ministry for years. But we don't have a system like that because we are, why reinvent the wheel if it's already invented? Fivefold invented it, okay? We love fivefold and they understand, they love the concept. The fivefold, they can even pronounce it in English now. So we're making progress, I tell you. And so they are so excited. And then after that graduation, and we send the video to everybody so they know you, and they, they start saying, how come I missed that? <laughs> we had announced it, but you know how it is, yeah, credentialing, whatever. Now, I think all my leaders want to do that, you know? So it's going to be exciting to see what the Lord does this year through FIFO. Thank you, my friends. Congratulations on the new building. This has, yesterday I've seen, at least for me, your fourth building, right? Carpenter, I worship center, this one. And you're going to the fourth. And uh, wow, you have plenty of room to grow there. Let's all stand. The Lord is here. The presence of God is here. Let's uh, remove any, um, any barrier. Whatever is left, even from the singing, maybe you have some reluctancy, you are not quite sure. I invite you to remove the barriers. That's all you have to do. And God will come and bless you and transform you. Today is a day of destiny. I know your church every day is a day of destiny. But today for you is a day of destiny. So I'm going to invite you to put your hand on your heart. And please pray this prayer with me. Father God, I give you thanks for the blessings of the past. And even for, for the tribulations. Because you have been with me. And today I ask you, do not leave me as I am. Transform me again. I trust you, my Lord. In Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. Give the Lord a strong, strong clap of it. We love you, God. Hallelujah. As you are standing, I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to John or connect your Bibles to John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. That's all the reading of the scripture mostly for today. John 7, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. John 7, 37 to 39. Many factors, friends, as you're looking for that, many factors are debilitating Christians today. The pandemia, for some, it is crushing. Pagan ideologies, um, moral decadence, even apostasy among some well-known Christian figures. Okay, I'm, I'm giving. It's not all negative, but I'm giving you some of the stuff that is overloading, trying to crush the church, to depress us. But Jesus makes a promise to you. He said, I'm going to give you living water. In other words, I'm going to give you from my own spirit. You are going to be an overcomer. You will have all the strength, all the stamina, spiritual stamina that you need. And it says here in John 7, 37 and forward. On the last day, the climax of the festival. Jesus waited till the last day, right? It was the Feast of Tabernacles. Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, Rivers of living water will flow through or from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Amen. You may be seated. Let me share with you something very practical. This is half sermon, half personal testimony. To encourage your relationship with Jesus through this entire year. If this aspect of your life is well taken care of, I promise you, my friend, every other aspect in your life will flow well, including business, family, relationships. I didn't say perfect, humanly, or easy, but I'm saying it will flow in the will of God. It will flow in a victorious way. Amen? And so, seven steps to life, growth, and multiplication in 2022 by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, we're getting on our network many, many testimonies. We have so many hundreds of them that it is hard to process. We are created, we put a person, one, one, a pastor from Medellin, Colombia, he's in charge of managing testimonies. He's a testimony manager. And he has he's, he wants to learn English anyway. And the rule we have is whatever we give to the Hispanics, we give to the English network as well. So he needs to translate them. Thank you, Lord, for Google Translate and all of the programs, you know. 
So every now and then you see, every now and then I read a translation on our, on our key, daily key, and say, oh my Lord, okay, let's change that. So you will see defects and problems because we are working, there are hundreds of people right now, hundreds of intercessors, more than a thousand for sure on a daily basis praying. And so this pastor, Pastor Gustavo from Medellin, he manages testimonies because now we decided we the only way to publish this is to orderly translate them and and begin to let every group know about it and i tell you you will have the same problem you have to put managers to to coordinate what the lord is doing remember this is a church of revival we watch some of the most powerful meetings ever we have seen the cripple walk uh, miracles this is a powerful church so don't Stay in your roots, amen? And more is coming. There are seasons, but I believe after, after winter, usually we expect after winter, not another winter, we expect the, the, the spring. The spring is coming, the spiritual spring is coming, amen? So, number one, um, become thirsty again. A few weeks ago, I went through my daily routine because we not only pray, but we encourage the people to do the reading. We use uh, U version, so everyone is reading the same thing every day. So I went to the reading, and I have many reasons to read the Bible. One is that since I was a kid, I, I've, I've been reading. The other is that years ago, my wife and I, purpose in our heart, we'll read the entire Bible every year, besides anything, any other study we do with the Bible. But also, the fact that when I get behind, are some of you behind on your Bible reading? <laughs> Smile, okay, a few of you. Uh, look, this is the time to start, fresh start, January. I like January 1, you know, or 2, because, you know, you, you, you restart. So, but when I get a little behind, I'm thinking, oh no, I'm being a bad leader. Because I tell them, people, we all read together, and now I'm three days behind, shame on me. You know, I don't know if... Uh, don't do it because of shame, but sometimes it helps a little bit, you know. <laughs> Say, okay, I'm religious, but I'm going to do it. And I read. So I went to this park that I have. My, my prayer park is pretty big. I don't own it, but most of the time I'm, I'm alone in that park, especially in the summer, uh, because it's 110 degrees and no many people can handle that. And I can handle it, uh, sort of. And so I go and pray, and there are some roofs, some coverings where you can be there. In any case, but a few weeks ago, I, was, uh, I read my, uh, all my chapters, and I tried to be good at it, but I was even worse than I came in. And so I start saying, Lord, how can it be that I come and read the Bible, and it doesn't do good for me? I feel even worse. And I didn't expect an answer from my heart. It's like the Holy Spirit put a, uh, put a speaker inside and said, because you didn't come thirsty. I came to fulfill the duty, the daily devotional disciplines, DDD. And just like I came, I was leaving. I was so disheartened. I said, the Bible is not really helping me anymore. Maybe I'm getting old. It was a rough moment. And the Lord told me, you come, it's like coming to the water, but I'm not thirsty. It's like going to lunch, but you're not hungry. So I'm saying to you, my friend, become thirsty again. Since then, I, I, I changed the strategy. And I don't start on cold my devotionals. 
Many, I'm going to confess a lot of things here, okay? I tell you what, many of my prayers were like, okay, I... In the last 24 hours, I ran out of faith and strength and courage. It's like I depleted myself so, somehow. Maybe hearing about how many people die in Mexico or in Argentina. I mean, we do have problems like you do. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, my Lord, my batteries are running shorter and shorter. And so I, I, I get there in the morning and I change my strategy. I used to go on cold and start my devotion. And I tell you what, the first half an hour is, was just to warm up, just to recover my air. I was panting for air. Now I do differently. Uh, when I go walking or on my bicycle to the park, as I am going, I say, Lord, prepare my heart. Lord, I don't want, to, I don't want to, one of those confusing devotions. I want to meet you. I'm getting ready for that. And, and even as I'm driving or riding there, I'm saying, uh, I get rid of this. Oh, bitterness, uh, resentment, uh, offense, whatever garbage I accumulate. How many accumulate some garbage on a daily basis? Just three of us, four, five. Okay, that's all right. The rest of you have lied, but that's okay. No, no. <laughs> I tell you, become thirsty again. So I'm learning. I'm still learning this new skill. Not to start on zero. There are some things we can do to prepare for the encounter with God. You could call this teaching a daily encounter with Jesus. Okay? These are the seven steps. Number one, become thirsty again. Dehydration happens when our bodies are not consuming enough water or fluids to account for the water lost. In we need today a desperate sense of thirst. Not just for us. Sometimes we are not desperate. I'm okay, Lord. I don't really need this Bible reading, but I'm going to read because it's good. No, no, no. I'm desperate, Lord. My people are suffering. The church in America needs to be united and arise to their destiny. This nation, Lord, our president needs my prayer. Sometimes I don't want to pray. Encourage my heart. Oh Lord, so desperate sense of thirst. There are Christians suffering from spiritual dehydration, discouraged, confused, empty, dry, perplexed, without a sense of purpose or fulfillment. That cannot be, my friend. We cannot afford you being confused today. You have to be so clear about who you are in Christ and how do you do that? Become thirsty for the presence of the Lord. In Arizona, where I live, Mesa, Arizona, it is definitely desert climate. Extremely hot in the summer, and you can begin to dehydrate without you even noticing it. They warned me, but then I experienced some. And I, I could tell you the symptoms, but I wrote some of the signs of dehydration according to the experts. Muscle fatigue. Some of you have spiritual muscle fatigue. When they say Saturday, we're going to do the cleanse, I cannot do it. You know, it's, it's just hard. But muscle fatigue is one of the physical signs of dehydration. Reduce cognitive processing. I've been there, done that. Feeling like, why, why do I feel depressed? Why my mind is, why am I, am I lightheaded? And it was because I needed water. Where's the water? Okay, that's all right. That, <laughs> <laughs> I talk about water and I get thirsty. Thank you, Pastor. I think. <laughs> Dizziness, confused or dazed states of awareness. It, I tell you what, it's a copy of the spiritual world. When you're dehydrating, you don't have enough 
power, enough strength, enough anointing, enough glory of God in your life, you're in a dazed state of awareness. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? Where's my destiny? Well, you are in your destiny right now. Amen. Jesus is calling those who are aware of their thirst. Notice he didn't say those who are dry, come. He said those who are thirsty. I have come, most of the time I come dry. By the time the, the 24 hours passed, I am weary. And I need that devotion. But I tell you what, dry is not enough. You have to feel the thirst and say, Lord, my soul longs for you. I'm desperate for you. There are times I walk out of my prayer 45 minutes, one hour later, and I say, I'm as empty as I was one hour ago. I'm going back. And that's on the second hour, it seems like, oh, Lord, yes, I know you now again. Yes, I forgot who you were. Oh, help us, Lord. Smile. Jesus loves you. Secondly, do whatever it takes to come, to enter his presence. Not only develop thirst, but do whatever it takes. My friend, I don't know what level of oppression you're on, under. Uh, but I can imagine it's not that easy in Illinois for the things I read. In Arizona, it's not easy either. Even in the part that I go, there were times I said, oh Lord, am I becoming an unbeliever? What's happening to my faith? It's, it's like suddenly, you know, your, your level of spirituality drops because there was deep oppression, spiritual oppression. There have been Pacts and covenants made, witchcraft made in those parks uh, by whoever. And I know there are drug dealers there too, because I met several of them and I witnessed to them and they tried to get me into the drugs as well. And there are uh, different dealings going on in that park that now I'm beginning to, I, I know how to recognize uh, when there are people, there are problems, you know. But uh, so sometimes I notice it would take me in the early days about 40 minutes to break through the darkness. 40 minutes. You might be just, uh, if you wake up at 6, say, because you have to be at 7.30 on the road to go to work. You don't even have 40 minutes, much less two or three hours. And so I have learned several things that help me now. I have learned to persevere. Number one, preparation before I get to the place of prayer. My heart is already uh, thirsty and desperate for God. And then I persevere. The first few minutes is only praise. I cannot be asking for things because I get more depressed. So I praise him. You are my Lord. You are my provider. I have financial provider. You are my provider. I'm not going to ask you for money in the first five minutes of my devotion, Lord. You're, you're my health. You're my strength. I'm not going to ask you for strength. I'm going to praise you for who you are. You are my strength. Do you see the difference? If you invest the first five minutes of your day, or, or at night, I don't want to be legalistic about it, but one suggestion is the first thing on the day, because if not, you get distracted. And you say, Lord, whatever else I do today, these are my most important five minutes. I'm going to lift up my hands and I'm going to praise you. I'm not asking you. The highest form of prayer is praise. When you manage to praise five minutes straight, praise the Lord, you broke through something. So it is easy, my brother, my sister, some of you are struggling too long. Break through that barrier. Now, I'm, I have a, 
the sort of a, like an ADD anointing. I get distracted very easy. So I can be praising one second and then I'm reading and then I'm asking especially the request. Sometimes I come with a list of a hundred requests. And so you can, I can hardly wait for the request. And if we don't praise him, if we don't break through the darkness in our region, in our cities, how can we bring requests? We don't even have the, the hope that we are going to receive it. We don't have the, the, the expectation. So do whatever it takes to come and to enter in his presence. It often takes if quite a few minutes to focus, but you will learn to break through quickly. Quickly, Amen? So you enter prayer, you enter the scriptures, you enter fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And also, every day, I enter my prayer group. Now, I want to tell you, the only ministry that I will never delegate, the only one, is prayer. Even preaching, I can delegate, and it works out pretty well. Like today, I don't preach in my uh, little church, my 10-minute meeting, because someone else is doing it. Uh, one from Mexico and one from uh, somewhere east of the United States, English and Spanish. That's almost easy to delegate. But if I delegate prayer, I'm no longer a servant of the Lord. I'm dead. I cannot delegate that. Ministry number one is prayer. How many say yes and Amen. And so, but I delegated my prayer group. I could do that. I still pray personally. I say, I said to this lady from Salta, Argentina, can you lead my group until the end of 2021? And she said, yes, pastor, I will do it. And I thought my group will kind of go down a little bit because I was not in the group and I'm the one that started that particular group. Well, when this lady came to lead the group, it started growing. <laughs> so <laughs> there goes for your self-image. And... Uh, <laughs> And I said, Lord, this is wonderful. But I noticed something that I couldn't stop going to the group. I said, I, I even have a dismissal. I, I say, thank you. And now Pastora Rosa is going to be in charge of you. And I'm leaving to visit all the groups in the network that I never visited. And when the time comes, I said, maybe I should go. Well, I have been attending the group, my own group, attending. They kind of laugh when they see me. They say, He's addicted to this. <laughs> and so, uh, so we pray every day with someone. Every day we pray with someone. And that also keeps our batteries charged. There are times where I don't get in my private devotion. I get it in the group. Amen. And so, number two is do whatever it takes to enter his presence. Number three, come with faith. Desperation alone will not do it. Sometimes we think, now I have thirst for God. Lord, I need you, I need you, I need you. That's not enough. You have to trust Him. That's a universal faith, uh, universal spiritual law. Without trust, your devotions are not powerful. I'm preparing you to have a powerful year. Imagine every 24 hours to have a real encounter with Jesus. The church will flourish. Your life will flourish. You'll be so strong. Some of you have been depending more on Sundays. No, by the time you come here on Sunday, you come with an overflow of blessings. And this will be even more powerful. How many say yes and amen? So come with faith. Desperation alone will not do it. God does not answer to need. God answers to faith. You might want to write it down. God does not answer to need. He answers to faith. Need, everyone has need. 
But there are a few bold people that they get answers and more answers and more answers. How can it be? There are spiritual privileged ones? No. They know how to come not only with thirst, but they come with trust. My daily prayer, every day, whatever else I pray, but I pray this. Increase my level of faith. I cannot live with the faith of 2019 or 2020. For that matter, I, I don't think I could survive with 2022 with the faith of last year. We need fresh and higher levels of faith. Have faith in God. And it's biblical to say, Lord, increase my faith. I have little faith, but I want to have bigger faith. How many raise their hands and say, Lord, I need more faith. Baptize me with faith. Amen. Believe before you come to him. At this point, you are making a determination to stay in his presence full of faith. And when you have faith, salvation flows, holiness flows, healing flows, provision flows, multiplication flows. How many say yes and amen? Number four, drink until you are satisfied. Some people drink like this. They say, oh, I need more of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm starving. I'm, I'm uh, fainting because of lack of water. They have a little sip and they say, oh, that's enough for today. It's not enough for 24 hours, much less for a few days. So drink until you are hydrated. How to avoid dehydration? The expert says, aim to drink 64 ounces of water a day. How to avoid dehydration? Drink to be filled. Some people don't drink enough. Drink to have, now in the spiritual realm, drink until you feel that you're full of the fruit of the Spirit. You have so much of Him. You empty yourself from yourself. And now you're so full that true love is guiding you. And joy. And peace. And patience. And goodness. Paciencia, benignidad, bondad, fe, mansedumbre, templanza. I say in Spanish because it's easier the list. <laughs> Every day, be sure before you face your situation that the nine fruit of the Spirit is flowing through you. That's character. You cannot go wrong. Matter of fact, the Bible says there's no law to accuse you. You're perfect before God if you live with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, and so forth. So that sets you for the day, for the week, and for the rest of your life. Every day, renew the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, yes? And so... Drink until you have a spiritual surplus. Now you have so much that you go like, who can I bless today? What offering can I give? Where can I help? Because you, know, you not only have enough for you, you, you have extra. Amen? So these first four steps were preparation. You were just, just uh, being ready. But the next three will propel you to become a powerful Christian, a very, very influential Christian. Number five, learn to flow from your heart. Many Christians think that they are not good, but they every day they receive from somewhere in space comes something from God that touches them. Can I give you good news, Christians? You know this, but let's review it. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to look far away. 
Because the Holy Spirit is right here in you. Well, but I don't have a good character and I'm... Okay, you're imperfect. Good, otherwise you, you didn't need to be in the church. I'm imperfect too. I need you. But the Holy Spirit is inside you. So learn to flow from your heart. A lot of Christians don't flow from their hearts. They talk like if the Holy Spirit is behind a cloud somewhere. They talk to a stranger. No, you say, Holy Spirit, I have been drinking of your presence for the last half an hour. And I'm filled with your love and with your joy and with your peace. So now, Holy Spirit, let me flow with you. I don't just want to keep you here. Teach me to flow. And so, instead of getting the water from far away, learn that there are rivers of water inside you. It says, Jesus said, will flow from his heart. Learn that you're not wretched, you're not evil, you're forgiven, you're purified. You have been receiving the waters, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of purity and holiness. Now, some of you know I'm a preacher of holiness. I preach holiness in 50 nations, the five continents, or six, how many continents you have. Depends, in Argentina we have a number and here another. In every continent. But I tell you what. The holiness I have is borrowed. I received it every day. Every day. I let the Lord purify my conscience, my thoughts. If there's any remorse, any mistakes, any sin, Lord, purify me. Wash me clean. And so, learn to flow from your heart. How many say yes and amen? A priest, in, in that ceremony where Jesus said, come to me, a priest will draw water from the pool of Siloam with a golden pitcher, then carry it back to the temple and pour it into a silver bowl next to the altar, accompanied by mus musicians and choirs. As the priest poured out the water, he would pray to the Lord to send the rain. Now, it was, that water was at a distance from the temple of 634 meters. That is... More than 2,000 feet, that is six blocks away. So part of the ceremony, the ritual is that they will go six blocks down to that river, to that uh, pool, and then get the water and bring it back. And in the midst of that, that was the last day of the ceremony, Jesus said, come to me. You don't need to do all this ceremony. The water is right here. Friends, the Spirit is so close to us. It's within us. You can be a powerful, anointed servant of the Lord as you are. Because you don't have to travel to get the waters. The waters are, come from the presence of Jesus. And you have Jesus in your heart. How many say yes and amen? amen. Number six. It says rivers. From the inner being, from your heart... Rivers of living water will flow. Rivers? Why not just one? You know, many Christians, they only have one anointing. So here's, here's number six. Flow with several anointings, not just one. Learn to flow with several anointings. It says rivers, streams of living water will flow from your heart. And many times we think we only have one anointing. There was a season in my life, 
I told you I was going to confess things. That I thought I only had the anointing to preach. That's it. So when it comes to being a good husband <laughs> or a good father, I'll say that's not my major. I'm trying to be good, but my anointing is here. If you only have anointing for your church ministry, ay ay ay. How hard is it going to be on your job, on your marriage, on your family, on your education? Because you have no clue, no concept. The river doesn't flow in that direction. Lord, I only have one river to go to church on Sundays. Flow with many rivers. The gifts of the Spirit. Different ways, different tools, spiritual tools that the Lord gives you through His Spirit. So that you say, I'm not really great at relationships, but this gift that I receive from God and this love that I have from God helps me to get along with people and to express the love of God. Do you see the difference? It might not be your personal gift, but it can be a divine gift. Flow, flow with many anointings. I'm going to mention some of the anointings you can have and I can have. So low results and discouragement come when we think we only have one anointing. We are only good at one thing before the Lord. Learn to flow with many, many anointings. Now, I tell you, some of our group leaders in our prayer network, they all love prayer because that's basically all we do. We, we say hi and we are Next second, we are praying. One of my pastors in Argentina, he said, Pastor, they invite me to speak, and I do, but, but before I know, I'm praying with them, because that's what we do. Okay, fine. But listen, many of our group leaders in our prayer network, they are learning this. They mostly have the anointing of intercession, and they thought before that they could not have the technical anointing. They even persuade me. They were like saying, Pastor, I, 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 cannot, I want to organize prayer groups, but I'm not good with the technicalities. Now, every one of them is becoming pretty good. I mean, it's basic, right? But every one of them. And, uh, and uh, I'm surprised. Some of the oldest people in our network as well, they know how to place the one-minute video how to copy the key and put it on the chat. That's an anointing. That is a grace. They have to, some of them did it by faith. They didn't have the capabilities. They thought it was, they, were, they, they, they enter a state of shock when they have to do that. I, I, I witnessed that. And yet now they can flow. You can flow on things that you need to flow through the power of the Spirit. In whatever area the Lord has called you to serve, and including your family, the Lord will give you the capacities. How many say yes and amen? The Lord said rivers, rivers of creativity. In Proverbs 8, I think it is, mentions the Holy Spirit as the architect. You may not be a great in construction and making plans for your next 20 years of your life, if the Lord tarries that much, but you have the architect who will come and say, plan it this way. Move this goal that way. In this goal, I'm going to let you make a mistake. That's okay, my son, my daughter. I will help you later on. But keep, and he's guiding you day by day. 
Rivers, creativity, wisdom. Remember, this Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of understanding. How many, how many say yes and amen? So the Lord will give you anointings. There are different anointings. Some people receive the anointing for management, for leadership, for finances, for accounting, for business, for politics, for good works in general. Some are called to preach and they receive the anointing to preach, to teach, to be shepherds. But there is also the family anointing. I'm getting it. I'm 64 now. It was about time, Pastor. <laughs> I realized, I kind of discovered, you know, do you discover things? Just like I can flow in prayer, I can flow with the anointing to hug my wife. The other day, now we don't argue that much. You know why my wife and I don't argue very much? Because all the arguments, we had them when early on in our marriage. We ran out of subjects to fight. So my marriage is more peaceful. But my wife, the problem with my wife is she's intelligent. And so uh, she can uh, have a different view. How can she have a different view than the servant anointed of the Lord that just came from two hours of prayer? <laughs> but she does. Uh, there was a time I was so frustrated. I said, Lord, could you have given me my wife a little bit less intelligent? <laughs> What kind of prayer is that? Thank you, Lord. For... Ah. And so, when you have those, you realize you can flow. I have an anointing to love in the midst of conflict. I'm already thinking, am I going to offer her a decaf or a regular? And I'm going to offer her a mate drink or a tea. Maybe we'll go for a walk. Maybe I take her out. I haven't taken her out in a long time. Yeah, maybe I take her out. So, I'm... I'm learning, I'm flowing with the anointing, but there are some brand new anointings for me at least. And so the, the family anointing, the anointing as a father, and that I had for a long time as a mother, the older sibling anointing. See, I have two younger uh, a brother and a sister in Argentina. I have to learn to flow with them too. I'm the older brother. I should be good for them. And so then uh, the... The husband anointing. And then the grandfather anointing. Now, I went through seminary getting ready for ministry. Never one time there was a, a classroom or a, a, a course on grandfathering. At least in that seminary. And now I have my grandson. He's three months old. He has an Italian last name. He has white skin, and he has the look of a nation. Imagine the combination. I say, oh, this is an international kid that I have. Because my daughter is from Singapore, from uh, Chinese, my daughter-in-law. And so imagine this. Uh, and I, I'm, as I'm holding the baby, the first anointing you wonder if you have it in you or not is to change diapers. In the first few days, I was gracefully spared. The moment we knew, someone comes and says, do you want me to change it? Yeah, 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 because we, we keep the baby with us uh, hours a day many times. And so I learned that even for that, there was a grace, there was a smile. Uh, 
I felt proud of myself, actually, you know? And so there are different anointings. The anointing of a grandfather, I am praying for that that one will become a servant of the Lord. So I get to pray, you know? I get to exercise many anointings at the same time. God is with you. He's going to heal every wound. When we heard the first song, I said, I get it. It was a healing song today. And I tell you, God will heal and will complete our healing 101% when we are in heaven. Imagine, my friend, after the first million years, if you can measure it by years, in heaven. I would say, Happy New Year. What year is it? A million and one. (laughs) All of our cares on this earth will be so small. We could hardly remember. So smile. We are partners in eternity. But on this earth, my friend, I urge you, have a daily encounter with Jesus until he comes back. How many say yes and amen? Finally, number seven, the living water. If you flow with life, you will see growth and multiplication. It's not that you will produce it, But as the river of God flows, the rivers of God flow flow through you, you will see results. It's undeniable. You cannot change that because that's the nature of God. He will make the dry land into a garden. Now, Now, some say, I have the presence of the Lord, but I don't see results. Maybe you just have to wait. But when is it that Rivers do not cause flourishing. When we stop flowing with the Spirit, when the river does not carry living water, it says rivers of living water, if we have putrid water, if we have polluted water, mixed with evil, with sin, with resentment, with unforgiveness, even if we get doses of the presence of God, it is wasted. It doesn't produce the right result. When we become like bitter waters, that's when we also become useless or ineffective. If you do not flow, you may become negative, pessimistic, and even bitter. Just like the Dead Sea. What a name for a sea. Instead of saying the live sea with living water, the Dead Sea. Why is it dead? Because it doesn't flow and there is an accumulation of salt that makes the place barren. Zechariah 14.8 says, On that day, life-giving waters will flow out of Jerusalem, out of the church. Amen? And so, what is this water? Many times, see, I use this in most of my devotions. By now I memorize it, so it's one of the 26 different routines of prayer. And so I can follow one to seven, but many times when I get to number seven, I say, oh Lord, now, help me to flow really with living waters. Not with Italian temperament or Argentine impatience. Help me to flow truly with holy Holy presence, with with holiness, with power, with love. And God does it for you. He he will be there for you. How many say yes and amen? Let me quote Ezekiel 47, 9. And this is the last uh, verse we quote. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. 
If you are filled with the presence of the Lord on a daily basis, through the scriptures, through, through being in his presence, and then you begin to flow with rivers of living water, there's a promise here. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. And so we don't see immediate results, but we have eternal view of things. God gives us a supernatural perspective. I have been praying for years for the conversion of some of my closest, dear family members. And I tell you what, there are times you almost give up. You say, ah, no, I, I, I just cannot do it anymore. But you know, life will flourish wherever this water flows. So I put covering on them. I say, I see them in ministry. I see them serving the Lord. And that hope keeps you going. Some of you have short-term faith because the extender of faith is hope. And if you say, I have faith in Jesus, but I don't believe he's going to help me, then you're believing in God, but you're not believing in the character of God. Many Christians believe in the power of God. Oh, yes, he's so powerful, but my life is a mess and will continue to be a mess. There's no faith there. There's a declaration that at least you believe in God and you know he's powerful. You believe in his power, but you don't believe in his character, his goodness, his love. He will help you through. And in that day, he will take a, a handkerchief of some kind and dry up every tear. Victorious. Victorious. There's no other way for the gospel. You cannot lose this. You can never be a loser. If I would ask right now, stand to stand, I'm not asking, but if I would ask right now to stand those who feel like losers in life, maybe some of you say, that's me. Well, you can feel, you have a right to feel what you want, but would you like to feel what the Holy Spirit feels for you? You cannot be a loser. You cannot be a failure if you are in the presence of God. If you let him flow through you on a daily basis, all our cares at the feet of the cross. I promise you, where life, where, where the river flows, life will flourish. And I tell you, we have some breakthroughs in prayer. Yesterday, a brother from Argentina calls me. He had a rough, way rougher year than me. I cannot tell you. I even visited him at the hospital in Argentina because I thought it was the last time I was going to see him. He's out now. And he says, Sergio, how good is the Lord? I say, oh, he's ministering to me. I should minister to him. He said, how good is the Lord? He said, uh, my daughter and my son were bitter enemies. Both of them Christians. <laughs> but years and years of unforgiveness. And the Spirit of the Lord came on my daughter, he said, and she was convicted of that unforgiveness and extended forgiveness to her brother and her brother to her. And then she said to her brother, I have to call dad and ask his forgiveness too. And she did. He said, we never imagined that it was going to happen now. It was like a Christmas gift because was, this was not just day before yesterday. It was the end of a year gift. Awesome. After years of waiting. I don't know how many years you have waited, but there are some things that are reserved for you. And God, one way or another, he has different ways to do this, to route this thing. It will all make sense in heaven. But right now on this earth, there is so much more that God wants to give to you and to me. How many say yes and amen? 
Hallelujah. I feel the power of God right now flowing in this place. There is such a freedom in the spirit to receive. And God wants to seal you with this word. When you reread the scripture, say, this is for me. I'm taking, you know, be, put, put the, the, the printing rights underneath. And I say, this belongs to me. I'm taking this passage. It's mine now. And every day has to be a victorious day in your prayers. Every day you can receive enough or more than enough for that day. How many say yes and amen? Smile, the Lord loves you. Let's all stand for a moment, those who can stand. I love you. God is here. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are amazing. Lord, I want publicly to thank you for the trials and tribulations I went through this year. There were times I felt I was the only one suffering this thing. <laughs> but I thank you for the body of Christ, Lord. I thank you for my tribulations that only drew me closer to you. I depend more on you. When I'm weak, I'm strong. Your power is perfected in our weakness. I love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. Start a new season with God. It's a new year. Call it a new season. New, fresh, 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 fresh from the Holy Spirit. Fresh, 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 fresh. He's here. He's here. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for Sergio. We thank you for this day. We thank you for a new start. And we thank you that no matter what last year held for us, this is a brand new season of rivers of living water flowing through our lives and to our families, to our parents, to our kids, to our brothers, our sisters, our aunts and uncles, our spouse. Lord, let us be the conduit that that river flows to them. And if there is unforgiveness in our hearts, if there's bitterness or something that's clogging those pipes, perhaps that's made the water stagnant or putrid. We confess that to you, and we ask that you would just flush us clean, that you'd wipe us clean and give us another opportunity to be full of the fruit of the Spirit, full of love and peace and joy and patience where we've been impatient, kindness, where we've used a harsh word. We ask for forgiveness for those things and for a brand new start. Create in us a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not from your presence, let your face shine upon us, be gracious to us, lead us. That we might be instruments of peace wherever we go, reflecting the brilliance of your son. We ask for your favor on our lives, your peace, and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. 
You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.